0: Hi and welcome to another Cyboss special from the Future of Banking podcast team. In this episode, I caught up with James Bryce-Lind who heads up the banking sales team for Mina Technologies. We had Mina Technologies on the show back in our first ever year, so two almost two and a half years ago now. Um, and it was great to catch up with James to hear about his plans for um, working with um, more banks and enhancing the services that banks offer to their customers via subscription management and subscription modeling. It's great to hear and see how how MENA Technologies has moved on in this space. So take a listen to find out more from him.
1: Uh, My name's James Bryce-Lind. I head up UK sales at MENA Technologies. We're an embedded finance solution selling into banks and fintechs across the UK and the US. Essentially, it's a subscription management solution that allows consumers to Directly manage subscriptions, so think Netflix, Spotify, Disney, mm-hmm. directly from the banking app.
0: Cool. And we had um, Mina Technologies. We're in season three now of our podcast, and we had um, back season one. We had Mina on, so I'm interested to hear a little bit how things have evolved since then. But, but first of all, what brings you to Cybos? What brings you here? Yeah,
1: so I can't wait to get into the evolution of Mina. But why we're here at Cybos is first of all. We're extremely excited to be participating in live events again, which has really kicked back into gear this year. So Money 2020, a number of the UK and the US fintech events, Money 2020, US next week or so, and Cybos. Uh, Cybos is unique in the way that it's very much bank-focused, but one of the learnings that we've found from this, and I think it's the first time in three years that it's been held, is that it's very corporate and institutional banking focused mm. rather than your your retail banks. So when you know, us as a software vendor are looking to sell into the digital innovative uh, departments of banks, they are a smaller population of the stakeholders that we find here.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Some of the other guests that we've interviewed while we've been here have sort of said, I've spoken about the event as somebody even called it a university they said it's more of a gathering and a conversation and bringing up big topics and they have you know big headline speakers from outside of the banking space such as you know the 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 queen uh, her majesty who opened the show yesterday talking about big issues around financial inclusion and things like that do you think it's possible to have all that in one event and still sort of have those hard conversations this is what we do this is what we're selling and this is the value
1: chain yeah it's an interesting one I think it is quite altruistic in nature Mm -hmm. in that you are discussing big concepts like financial inclusion Uh, I think there's a lot of big stakeholders from the biggest financial institutions globally here Mm. you know it's being talked about which is great things like financial inclusion and how that trickles down into execution is another part but this definitely does feel like this is where the conversation starts but to your point maybe not where the execution yeah. and groundwork gets done
0: so then in terms of the that conversation what kind of conversations are you have in or are you wanting to have what's on your agenda what things do you want to talk about
1: yeah so it's it's a very high level you know vision oriented conversation so instead of saying how hey our solution does this this and that it's here are the problems that are facing the consumers you know, with subscriptions, as an example, over 75% of B2C uh, providers are offering some form of subscription. What that's then doing to the consumer is getting to a point where they're at saturation and possibly having difficulty managing these recurring expenses. And this is where that problem from the consumer needs to be solved by a trusted financial partner, which could be the bank. And there is the opportunity as well as the hard dollar value opportunities a bank can get from working with a partner like us. But it's a very high level conversation, you know, really aligning on what the problem is and then how we address it. Because let's face it, a banking executive can go into a conversation with someone like me, knowing that ultimately I'm trying to sell something to them. But it's the education around what the problem is, as well as the thought leadership and understanding what the current market and what the competitors are doing is really where the value sits in a meeting that you would have at Starbucks. And
0: is that being made easier, it's a horrible word to say easier, given sort of difficulties that different communities are facing around the world at the moment, but given the economic and the social uh, pressures that are happening in all areas of society globally, that make it an easier to understand conversation that you're having?
1: Yes. I think there are definitely economic pressures which are unique to the current environment that weren't there, say, three years ago. And rising cost of living, uh, among a litany of other things, that is making this a, a difficult time to manage um, your finances, ultimately, need to pull your socks up. Mm-hmm. You know, I received my, I received my electricity bill uh, the other day, and it's, it's two and a half times. And that's not even a winter bill. So it really does scare me. Uh, So that's creating a compelling reason to act and help consumers address their relevant needs, which is where we fit into the puzzle. But again, very conversational.
0: And there has been pressure on the fintech community since, I guess, since COVID really, to fill in some gaps, to be responsive because of the more agile nature of the type of innovation that comes via the fintech community. Is that... Is that happening now? Has that changed Mina's game plan or roadmap? How has um, the service you guys offer, the product you offer, changed?
1: Yeah, it's an interesting one. As you, as as a startup, we love innovation. We love to push things forward. And Mina, in helping to define the subscription management category globally, because it's yeah. still a newer category, it's a really interesting time for us you know internally we're looking at what we can do what we can be doing to optimize our hero products you know what people are buying us and have bought us for in the past while also continuing to innovate looking forward and you know i'm a part of some discussions around the company where we say oh well, it'd be so cool to do this and we start to look and evaluate it but the approach that we take from a product perspective allows us to quickly identify that yes that's a great idea but no, it's not something that's right now really applicable to the market or technically possible. So we need to allocate those resources to optimising what we do offer and what is relevant to the current market.
0: And do you think, is, does your, um, I guess, your investor or your other close stakeholders have any impact on that I'm just thinking about the wider pressures now from a investment point of view there's obviously been a slight downturn um the especially with your background you'll know the there's a closer eye on sustainability within a fintech and to get those valuations it's got to be realistic instead of sort of just going out there to be the next unicorn for no reason is that having any impact on your direction with products
1: Look, there's no showing away that there has definitely been a transition away from focusing on growth and exponential growth towards revenue and profitability. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's ultimately it's a sensible move considering the market, as well as let's face it, it was a rational exuberance in the last six to twelve months. I mean
0: exuberance is a good word.
1: All of the asset classes from crypto to real estate to VC. The valuations were wild. What TrueLayer was a rumored unicorn, and the last set of accounts that they'd submitted were 1.5 million in revenue. Like that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's unsustainable. So I think there's always a correction in these sort of situations. For us, we feel exceptionally supported by our investor network. Mm-hmm. They're incredibly hands-on in our operations and provide us the right guidance that we need to know that we're executing the right direction. And we're all pushing forward towards that North Star, which is profitability and definition of a category. Yeah.
0: And so what does that ideal partnership with the ideal customer with the hero product being delivered well look like? Just for anyone that's listening that wants to understand a bit more about how you might you would work with a bank and what that means to an end user ultimately?
1: Of course. So where we were maybe a year or two ago was we offered cancel as a product. So a bank user would open their banking app and see in their transactions that they have a subscription which they have been meaning to cancel. You know, there's apathy there and the cost of apathy is ultimately you know, not acting and how much that continually builds up as a cost. So the bank would offer the consumer the ability to cancel that subscription through our embedded solution, which is a simple native or web UI journey to cancel it directly with the merchant. Let's just think Disney for an example. Uh, So that's where we were and that's the interest that we've got from our existing customers like a Lloyd's or a Danske Bank. Where we're now looking towards is what that connection with the merchants has developed into. And we're excited to continue to talk about our Merchant API capabilities, which is our direct integration with merchants. Okay. And so what that allows us to do is not just perform cancellations in real time, but also facilitate the merchant offboarding journey for the customer. So the ability to offer something like a pause of a subscription rather than the cancellation or to downgrade or be offered a retention offer instead of just leaving. So not only are we helping to fulfill the regulatory requirements of banks to help customers cancel their subscriptions, as well as servicing the customer's relevant need to manage their finances better, but we're now providing an additional avenue for customer retention and potentially increasing the lifetime value of customers for the merchants themselves. So the flywheel has definitely started. And we're definitely looking to build on that as we push into 23.
0: So we'll see you at more sort of retail tech events, even maybe?
1: I hope so, definitely. You know, we're not a B2C company. No. And we don't classify ourselves as B2B2C. You know, we're an embedded finance solution selling to banks that consumers use. Yeah. Uh, it's in our best interest to continue to push this category forward globally. Yeah. Um, and we've got very exciting news from across the pond and the UK continually. Mm-hmm. We've got really exciting reports coming out over the next few weeks and some speaking events organised across the UK. So watch this space as we continue to push the category forward.
0: We will. Keep the future of banking informed as well on it. Always. So just, just bringing it back to Cybrus then, outside of, I guess, what's super relevant to yourself and to Mina, anything else that's caught you by, anything else you think that's happening that's important and interesting in the space?
1: Look, it's the return of the face-to-face. We're still going through this refresher period. And this is the, to be fair, this is the most excited that I've seen the incumbent banking space. This is the, the most I've seen them participating. It was a party over at the Swift stage. to be What's honest. It? There was a genuine party. You couldn't even get to the booth. And it's exciting to see that mingling. So bring it back. You yeah. know, I, I do like face-to-face. And I think there's great relationships to be built here. Don't think there's any signatures on the dotted lines. No. But there's definitely great relationships to be built here.
0: Great, right. and I guess final question: What will make you feel super happy heading home on Thursday, Friday, or Wednesday? I think, I think
1: bedding down some existing relationships, mm-hmm. as well as in, as well as starting some new relationships to, with direct customers, would be what success looks like from this week.
0: Great, right. well, hoping to see a happy face tomorrow.
1: Uh, we all are we all are
0: <laughs> thanks for joining us James. no worries thank you thank
1: you very much thanks. bye